This is part 7 titled Spirit of Life in the sermon series on our identity in Christ who we are in Christ. Be enriched as you listen. We are going to continue in the series that we've been spending time on looking at our identity in Christ, who we are in Christ, trying to understand the inheritance, the identity, the inheritance and the life that God has given to us as new creation in Christ. And so we've been journeying through this discovering various aspects of who we are in Christ. What does it mean to be a new creation in Christ? So two Sundays we spent talking about the truth of identification which the apostle Paul brings out of course in his writings. We see that in Romans 5, we also see a little bit of that expressed in 1 Corinthians 15. when he talks about us being identified with Christ or identified with uh the last adam or the second man which is Jesus Christ and that just as we have borne the image of the earthly we bear the image of the heavenly that is we receive through our identification with Jesus Christ and we talked about the fact that we've been identified with him in his crucifixion in his burial in his resurrection in his ascension and in in his seating at the right hand of the father that all each aspect of this paul identifies in his epistles we are identified with christ and therefore there is something that happens to us here and now today because of our identification with jesus in each of the steps that he went through And so then we ask the question how do we live out of this? And so Paul brings that to us in Romans chapter 6 which we uh, examined the last time we were studying this. We see that the apostle Paul tells us we must know this truth. We must reckon it to be so or we must consider it to be true in our lives and begin to live out of that. And thirdly we must yield or surrender or present ourselves as slaves unto God and refuse to do otherwise to be slaves to sin so we yield ourselves to God and say God I'm surrendering myself every part of me is yours and I'm going to live out of this truth so we went up to that and we said the apostle Paul then continues in teaching us how to live out of our life in Christ he continues that in Romans chapter 8 In Romans 7 he describes the struggle that a man has if he was trying to keep the law but didn't have the power to do it he would be of most men most miserable because even though in his inward man he desires to serve God in his soul in his mind in the law of his mind and in his flesh he does not have the power to do it so he talks about that dilemma in Romans 7 we skip that and then we come into Romans 8 and so I want to I want to talk about and, and and summarize this truth that the apostle Paul brings out in Romans 8 which is also a very important key for us in living the in Christ life the all that God has made available to us through our identification with Christ by breaking the power of sin giving us an uh, releasing us from the old past life and giving us a brand new life to live and taking us out of um, the influence of this of this world and then making us sit sit together with Christ in heavenly places 
How do we live that out in our everyday walk? So Paul begins to talk about that in Romans chapter 8. I want us to read verses 1 and 2 in Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. The apostle Paul says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So that's the phrase we are tracing through the New Testament. In Christ Jesus, or in Him, in whom. These are different ways in which the Apostle Paul brings out our identity, our inheritance, and our life in Christ. So he says, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, that's you and I. But then he continues, he says, what about these people who are in Christ? They do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So he's saying that these people who are in Christ, they are a different kind of people. Because these people do not walk according to the flesh. They walk according to the Spirit. Verse 2, for why is that? Why is it possible for these people who are in Christ not to walk according to the flesh, but live according to the Spirit? How is that possible? For, that's verse 2, or because of. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Again, that phrase, in Christ. That means in Christ, this is what we have. We have the law of the spirit of life. So this message today is titled the spirit of life, a spirit of life. We're trying to understand that. So in Christ, we have the law of the spirit of life. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So this is so powerful. As a believer, you need to understand that in Christ Jesus, you or God has made available to you the law of the spirit of life. That is yours, the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life has been made available to you as a person who is in Christ Jesus. Now, what is the law of the spirit of life and what does it do? It says here, the law of the spirit of life makes us free from the law of sin and death. Now, you know, many, many, many years ago, as a teenager, as I was reading these verses, I remember saying, God, I don't understand what he's saying here. What is this law of the spirit of life? What is it? And he's talking about the law of sin and death. And I remember I really went after this verse. I said, God, I need to understand what is being said here. What does this mean? And I actually remember one, I must have been 14 or 15 years of age. I was sitting in, my, in the car reading this. And I was just saying, God, what does it mean? And suddenly, it's like inside me, uh, the words dominion, understand it as dominion. The dominion or the influence of the spirit of life in you as a person who is in Christ sets you free from the dominion or the influence or the control of sin and death. And then suddenly, it's like the, a tube light coming on. I just understood it. It was like a revelation now. Romans 8, 2 became so clear, became so real. It became so personal. I got it. I understood it. That means the spirit of life, when the Holy Spirit, and I let him rule and dominate in me, 
What does he do? He liberates me. He sets me free from the dominion, the influence, and the control of sin and death. And that is the exact problem Paul has been describing in Romans chapter 7. So we want to understand his usage of the word law. We look back at Romans 7 verses 21 to 25, and there you get to understand what he's talking about. So after I read this, I went back, looked at Romans 7. Now I understood it became very clear. He, the law of sin and death, he's talking about the control that sin had over him in the flesh. And because of that, it only resulted in death in his body. So he refers to his own body, the physical body, as the body of sin in Romans, in Romans 7. Or he refers to sin being produced in his body. In Romans 7 verse 13, he says, sin was producing death in me. Sin controlled me, and therefore sin only resulted in death. And Paul explains that to us again in Romans 8. He says, you know, if you live carnally minded, it's only going to produce death. So the law of sin and death is combining the two. The controlling influence of sin, which only resulted in death. The things that decay, the things that are the result of the absence of the life of God. But he says, in Christ Jesus, every believer has the law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus. So in Christ, this is your inheritance. In Christ, this is God's provision for you. The law of the spirit of life. And that's what God wants you and me to live in and walk according to. So let's understand this. The law of the spirit of life, first of all, sets us free from the law of sin. He mentions in Romans 7, verses 21 to 25, if you just quickly look at it, he says, I find a law that evil is present within me. So what is this law he's talking about? The presence of evil, the sin in his flesh. Verse 22, he says, you know, I delight to do the law of God according to the inward man. But verse 23, I see another law in my members, that's in my body. What is it? He says, it's the law of sin, which is in my members. So the law of sin, sin's influence, sin's dominion, sin's control in the flesh, in his body. He's struggling with it. And therefore, he says in verse 24, who will deliver me from this body of death? Because sin is working in my flesh, it's controlling me, and it's only causing death to be produced in my body. And I don't want that. I don't want the law of sin. I don't want the law resulting in death. I don't want that. Who's going to deliver me? And so here is the answer, that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets us free from the dominion of sin. Now remember, if you trace back to Romans 6, in Romans 6 verse 6, when we were crucified with Jesus, the old man was put to death and the power of sin over our lives was broken. So God said, I break it. No more control. But we are still struggling in the flesh. Why? Because in the flesh, sin, it just, sin, has, uh, sin has established its presence in the body, in the flesh. And so sin is present here, trying to dictate our desires and what we do. So, while God has delivered us in the spirit and says, you're a brand new creation, we're struggling in the flesh. How do I overcome that? I must learn to understand the law of the spirit of life, which God has made available to you and me 
in Christ. And when we begin to let the spirit of life exit his influence, his dominion, we walk as people, not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. We are now able to be free from the control of sin in our flesh. So that's the first thing, the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life sets us free from the law of sin. And I want you to know as a believer that you can walk free from the control of every sinful, evil habit in the flesh. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, sometimes some believers may say, well, I have a short temper. I keep getting angry all the time. Well, you can be free. Some, people, some may say, you know, I have always lustful thoughts and lustful desires. You can be free. Some people say, you know, I, I, I just can't control my addiction to shopping. I need to spend money. I feel I get some gratification by spending money. Well, you can be free. Whatever it is that is controlling you in the flesh, the law of sin, the control of sin, that ha the sin that evil has over your desires, you can be free because of the law or the influence of the dominion of the spirit of life. What must I do? Well, Paul explains this to us in Romans 8. So Romans 8 is really a chapter you and I need to spend time in because here is truth that will liberate us. Here is truth that will set us free. And I'm going to try to really, in a very concise way, communicate some of the key points in Romans 8 that shows us how to yield ourselves to the law of the spirit of life. He is a spirit of life, the spirit who gives life, Zoe, the abundant God kind of life. He gives that to us through his influence and his dominion. But we must learn to yield ourselves, to bring ourselves in subjection to the law of the spirit of life so that we can be completely free from the law of sin, from the control of sin. So what are some of the key things the apostle Paul uh, brings out to us? And I just want to highlight here verse 12 and verse 13. He says, therefore, brethren, therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh. That means I am not a debtor to the flesh. I don't have to do what my flesh wants me to do. I know my flesh has been so used to letting evil rest here and sin control me. But I'm not a debtor to the flesh to live according to the flesh. I don't have to live according to the desires of the flesh. No. But instead, verse 13, he says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. So remember, sin working in our flesh results in death. So he says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, so remember the law of the Spirit of life, the influence, the dominion. So if you yield yourself to the Spirit of life, if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your body, you will live. So here's one important key. We're going to discover several more. But here's one important key. I must by the Spirit put to death the sinful deeds of my body. So what do you do? You talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of life. And the Bible tells me that in Christ Jesus, in Christ, I have the law of the spirit of life. I have available to me the dominion and the influence of the life-giving Holy Spirit. And so Holy Spirit, I yield myself to you. I choose not to be a debtor to my flesh, but I choose to put to death the deeds of my body by the Spirit. That means the Spirit of life 
through his dominion, his influence is going to give me the strength I need to overcome every evil desire in the flesh. And you can do it because the Holy Spirit gives you his power to do this. So this is the key for us to living a life of victory over sin. Paul says, look, the work has been done on the cross. It's been completed through Christ's crucifixion, death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and exaltation. The work's completed now in everyday life. It's the law of the Holy Spirit, the law of the Spirit of life that we must walk in. And here's the first key. I must say, by the Spirit, I'm going to put an end to those sinful deeds. So what is it that's controlling you as a child of God, as a believer? What sin is controlling you in your body? I want you today to pray and say, Holy Spirit, by your influence, by your power, I'm going to bring this to an end. I'm going to put it to death. That means to put it to death means to put it to an end. I'm going to put it to an end. By your strength, I'm going to bring it. You know, uh, whatever it might be, your problem, it, it is different for different people. Some people struggle, like I said, with anger. Some people struggle with some other problem. Uh, some people struggle with things they may have tolerated in their lives for years or decades, you know. And the devil just lies to them. You know, your father, grandfather was like this. He was a very, uh, you know, he was a man who did like this. And hey, your father did it like that. And therefore, you are also doing it like that. And, you know, it's something you just have to live with. No, don't accept that lie. Believe the word of God. The word of God says the law of the spirit of life sets me free from the law of sin. Every sin, everything that is displacing to God, you can be free from its law, its dominion, its influence, its control on your life because of the law of the spirit of life. And so today I want you to say, God, I believe this word is for me. I'm not going to let any sin, any evil control me in the flesh. You know, we may have some battles, we may have some struggles, but we're going to come out victorious because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets us free from the law of sin. This is true. And this is the, the inheritance that God has given to every child of his. And he says, walk in it. Secondly, he also says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, sets us free from the law of sin and death. So what is this death part he's talking about? Well, like we said a little earlier, in Romans chapter 7, Paul says, you know, sin is working in my members. It's controlling me. And the result of that sin at work in me is death. So my body is death doomed. And he refers to his own body as, he says that sin is producing death in his body. Or in Romans 7 verse 24, he calls his own body as a body of death, a death-doomed body, meaning because of sin. What's happening? This body that is supposed to have life in it is now having death produced in it. Now, death simply is the opposite of, of life. It's the absence of life. It's the absence of all that God is life and all that comes from God. It's the absence of death. And that is the result of sin. So the law of the spirit of life, the presence, the dominion of the life-giving Holy Spirit available to everyone who is in Christ also sets us free from the influence of death, things that produce death in our physical body. 
So what produces death? Sickness produces death. Sickness is, let's say, a milder version of death. It eventually leads us to death. It's a milder version. Anything else, that, that any chronic illness, abnormality, it's a milder version of death. And sin is, co- is the cause behind so much of that. And the, Holy, and, the, and the Apostle Paul here is saying that the law of the spirit of life in Christ is setting me free or has set me free even from this death. Of course, it's the consequence of sin. And he says, it sets me free. Look at Romans chapter 8 and verses 10 and 11. He says this, he says, And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So he says, Christ is in you. Now, you know, the body is dead. It's death doomed because of sin. But the spirit has come alive. God has imparted righteousness to it. But then he doesn't stop there. He doesn't say, well, that's the way it's going to be. No, there's something different that's going to happen. What's going to happen? Verse 11. But, see, we know the body is dead. But, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body, your mortal body. It's a death-doomed body, but he's going to give life to it through his spirit who dwells in you. His spirit dwells in you right here, right now. So he's not talking about after you physically die, because at that time, when you physically die, the Holy Spirit's not going to be living in your body. But right here, right now, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. And right here, right now, he says, verse 10, the body is dead because of sin. Yes, sin has worked its ravages in my body, and it's causing my producing death in my body, but God has an answer to it. It is the law of the spirit of life. What does the law of the spirit of life do for me? Verse 11, the spirit who dwells in you gives life to your mortal body. To this physical body, the Holy Spirit is giving life. And so I want you to believe it as a child of God, as a believer, that the Holy Spirit is giving life to your body. It is true that sin has ravaged the body causing death in it. Maybe some organs in your body are failing, are, 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 are whatever, that the doctors may have given up hope, but the Holy Spirit gives life to your body. And that's why in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10 and 11, Paul says, the life of Jesus is made manifest in our body. He's talking about his physical body. And he's saying the life of Jesus is made manifest in my body. And I want you to believe this. Believe the word of God. Don't laugh at it. Don't mock at it. Don't say these guys are preaching crazy things. No, this is the word of God. The word of God says that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets us free from the law of sin and death. Now, that doesn't mean this body will never die. No, there isn't a time appointed for man to die once. So there is, we are going to die physically. But up until that time, up until the last moment of your last breath, when the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you, you believe that the Holy Spirit in you quickens your mortal body. He gives life to your mortal body till your last moment here on earth. That means your body receives life from the Holy Spirit and His life dispels everything that causes death. And that's your inheritance. That's our inheritance as children of God. And so you begin to say, the Holy Spirit dwelling in me gives life to my mortal body. Of course, we have responsibility of our mortal body. You feed it. 
you nurture it, you take care of it, you rest it, you don't abuse it. And all those, those are our responsibilities. But while we do our part in taking care of the physical body God has given to us, we must also believe that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus gives a life to our mortal bodies so that uh, he quickens our mortal body so we experience the manifest life of Jesus, the life of Jesus manifest in our body. So this, I want you to believe that. The spirit of life releases healing to you. If you're struggling with some sickness today, I want you to believe that the Holy Spirit lives in you, is releasing the life of God, the life of Christ into your mortal body, dispelling sickness, destroying every infirmity, destroying every weakness from your body, and say, Lord, I receive that, the law of the spirit of life, quickening my mortal body. So in the same chapter, the other key that Paul talks about is this. He says, you know, we must walk according to the spirit of life. For us to experience this freedom from the law of sin and death, for us to experience this, what must we do? We are people who have been justified, made righteous. There is no condemnation against us in Christ. But he says such people, we, we walk according to, to the Spirit. Romans 8, verse 1. We walk according to the Spirit. And because we walk according to the Spirit, verse 4, we fulfill all the requirements of the law. That means, you know, if the law says, don't kill, don't commit this, don't do that, we fulfill it. Why? Because there is no law against the Spirit. The Spirit of God, He fulfills all the righteous requirements before God. And so He says in verse 4, Romans 8, verse 4, when we walk according to the Spirit, we are fulfilling everything that's pleasing to God. So this is the third important thing we see in Romans 8. The law of the Spirit of life. We walk according to the law of the Spirit of life. How does that happen? He explains to us there in verse 14. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. So in order to walk according to the Spirit, you and I let the Holy Spirit lead us because we are led by the Spirit. So instead of being led by the pull of the sinful desires of the flesh, we are led. We are not led by the pull of the flesh. We are led by the Spirit. And as you and I are led by the Spirit because we are sons and daughters of God, what happens? We walk according to the Spirit. We walk in ways that are pleasing to God. We do the will of God. We fulfill all the righteous requirements of the law. So we are led by the Spirit. So this is the third important thing we must understand about the Spirit of life made available to us uh, as believers in Christ. We are called to be led by the Holy Spirit. So you just yield to Him. The Holy Spirit, you know, in order to be led, you have to yield. You can't be led by somebody that you're pulling up from. So that in order to be led, you yield. Because Holy Spirit, how are you leading me? What do you want me to do? What are you saying? You know, if, if you have a very short fuse, you're a very irritable person. Hey, if the moment somebody irritates you, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit, lead me. Holy Spirit, how do I respond to this person? Holy Spirit, how, please help me stay calm in this situation. I'm being led by the Spirit. I'm letting Him have the upper hand in that situation. 
rather than having my flesh have the upper hand, my flesh may want to retaliate, may, my flesh may want to you know, throw up a tantrum, my flesh may want to have an outburst, but in that situation, I'm not being led by the flesh, I'm being led by the Spirit. Holy Spirit, show me what to do. How do I speak? Give me wisdom into respond. So you're being led by the Spirit. And the sons and daughters of God are people who are led by the Spirit. In addition to that, he says, you know, in verse 16, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. So I'm listening to what the Holy Spirit is speaking in me. The Holy Spirit in me, as he speaks, is the one who gives me the ability to call God Father. He's bearing witness. He's speaking to me inside. And he's telling me, this is the way. Walk in it. This is the way. Walk in it. So I yield to the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. I'm led by the Spirit. And therefore, I walk according to the Spirit. And that's key. To walk under the law of the Spirit of life. To walk under the dominion. To walk under the influence of the Spirit of life. And that is the life that will, that will live out of that identification that we have. That every aspect of that identification that we spoke about in Romans 6, of our crucifixion, of our burial, of our resurrection, of our ascension, and of our sitting with Christ in heavenly places, as we learn to live out of the law of the spirit of life, we live out of those provisions God has made for us through our identification in Christ. The final truth we see here in Romans 8 is in verse 26, as the Apostle Paul says, you know what? Another important key is this. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. How does he help us in our weaknesses? He says, you know, we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. So here's our weakness. We don't know what exactly to pray for. And of course, if you put this in the context, it's in the context of the flesh, dealing with the things of the flesh. It's in the context of dealing with uh, things that have come in because of the fall of man that, you know, he talks about that uh, between verse, uh, in verses 18 to 23. Uh, he talks about uh, the, the decay that's taking place in this world. So in the context of all that, he says, look, there's a weakness we have. We don't know what exactly to pray for, but that's where the Holy Spirit helps us and makes intercession for us or through us or with us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So that's the key, another key, Romans 8.26, to walk in the law of the Spirit of life. Learn to pray with the Holy Spirit. Learn to pray with the Holy Spirit. So first, I must yield to the Holy Spirit in, in helping Him put to, end the, the, put to death the deeds of my body. Our second, I, I just uh, I learn to receive, believe uh, in the life of His Holy, uh, of the Spirit invading my body, expelling anything that would produce death. Thirdly, I, l- I learn to be led by the Spirit. I choose to seek His witness, His inner witness, and follow that. Fourthly, I must pray with the Spirit. Just pray with the Spirit. Pray because He helps us in our weaknesses. And this is how we overcome our weaknesses. Pray with the Holy Spirit. Pray in other tongues. Pray as much as you can in other tongues because that's the way God has ordained here in Romans 8 to overcome our weaknesses. So I want us to understand here that as a believer, this is your inheritance. Part of what God has given to you as a new creation. He's given to you the law of the Spirit 
of life in Christ Jesus. And if you and I learn to let the Holy Spirit have his law, his dominion, his influence in us as people who are in Christ, we will live victorious, live free from the law of sin, live free from the law of death at work in our bodies until the very last moment that we have, we have on this earth. We will walk according to the Spirit and therefore we will fulfill all the righteous requirements of the Lord, do everything that's pleasing in the eyes of God. And we will overcome every weakness that we encounter as we pray with the Holy Spirit of life, the Spirit of life. So let's do that. God has made this provision for you and me. I want to invite you as a child of God, as a believer, to live in the provision that God has given to us. So today, what we're going to do is this. We're going to let the worship team lead us for a few moments of uh, worship. I want you to turn your heart to God and let this truth sink into your heart. You know, when Jesus spoke to his audience, he used to tell often, he says, let him who has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying. In other words, if you have the ability to listen to spiritual things, listen to this. And he also said, take heed what you're hearing. Pay attention to what you're hearing. Because with the same measure that you meet, it will be measured to you again. That means if you give full attention to what you're hearing, that's what you're going to receive out of what you hear. And he says, to him who has, more will be given. That means as you're paying attention, you're receiving. As you start receiving, God will start giving you more. But if you don't pay attention and you don't receive, Jesus said, even what little you have will be taken away unless you lose it. So pay attention to what the Spirit is saying today through His Holy Word. Today, you and I can receive what God has spoken to us through His Word. After this time of worship, we're going to come back and pray. And I want you to be open in your heart to receive what God wants to do in your life. God is ready to meet our needs. God is ready to demonstrate His power. God is ready to release miracles. God is ready to set the captives free. God is ready to heal the broken in heart. God is ready to make water come forth out of a rock. God is ready to part the Red Sea in your life. God is ready to multiply the five loaves and two fish in your life. God is ready to take that one jar of oil and cancel all your debts. God is more than ready to do this for you. We're going to believe Him to do this.
i
Thank you, worship team, for leading us. Now let's join our hearts together as we pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And you have said, Father, that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. Lord, as believers, we do not have to be under the control and influence of sin and neither things that result from that producing death in our body. Father, your word has gone forth. So today, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you will fulfill that word in everyone listening. Let the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus Set every person free from the law of sin, from every kind of sin that controls, dominates, torments, oppresses them, and death. Every sickness, disease that is oppressing their physical bodies. In the name of Jesus, let the power of the spirit of life flow into every person's life right now. Let every chain of bondage to sin be broken right now. Let it fall off and let people, God's people, be free from controlling sins and and, and things that control them. Let the life of the Spirit set them free. And also, Father, I pray that everything working death in their bodies, let the life of the Spirit bring healing and wholeness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Right now, I speak healing the life of the Spirit of God into your body. Things that are causing pain, let it leave. Things that are causing disorders and abnormalities in your body, let it leave in the name of Jesus. Let the life of the Spirit move in there. Organs that are starting to fail, let them be revived by the life of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Parts of your body that have been affected and therefore have lost their function, or lost their mobility, or lost in some way uh, the function that they're supposed to perform. Let the life of the Spirit flow through those parts of your body, reviving, making whole. In the name of Jesus Christ. As we are praying, I want you to say, God, I believe it. and I'm expecting something to happen to me right now. Do what you could not do. Just begin to try to move your hand or do what you could not do. Expect the life of the Spirit of God to flow through your body now. Father, thank you for your goodness and faithfulness. Thank you for confirming your words in the lives of your people today. Thank you, Father, that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. The Holy Spirit dwelling in us quickens our mortal bodies. Thank you, Father, that life fill every cell in our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We'd love to hear from you. Please take a moment to drop us an email. Tell us what God did in your life. Share with us the good things 
the Lord has ministered to you. We'll be able to rejoice with you and thank God for you. So we look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, publication, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcbiblecollege.org. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play Store.